On today's episode of the Portside Boys, the NFC and AFC Championship games are in the books, and we'll look ahead to Super Bowl LIV number 54. The NBA trade deadline is coming up. Any big names on the move? We'll talk that over. The MLB Hall of Fame class of 2020 was announced, and an amazing story you should probably stick around to hear. We'll go over the unthinkable report with Gaber, and there's a little bit of a dilemma? Ker- kerfuffle dilemma between uh, who won the draft segment this week. <laughs> a kerfuffle? A kerfuffle. <laughs> That's a, good one. <laughs> a kerfuffle. You spell it? Nice. We'll finish up the show today with a couple of would-you-rathers, some birthdays up ahead, and the final blow. I'm Big Zig, and you're listening to the Portside Boys. This podcast is sponsored by Minimart. Check out their Minnesota-themed gifts and Minnesota apparel. Go ahead and enter in Portside Boys at checkout and get 20% off. That's Minimart.com. M-I-N-N-Y-M-A-R-T.com. Minimart, Minnesota everything. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? But y'all don't say that. You know why I pulled you over? Depends on how long you were following me. Why don't we just take it from the top? Here goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield at a crosswalk. I changed lanes in the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. They're terrible boys. Shut up, Chip. I'm going to scissor kick you in the back of the head. Turn up the heat. Go on and get some, boys. Come on. Chip, I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Chip, I'm going to jack up on Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good stop. Buffer (laughs) over. Buffer (laughs) over. Chiefs played the Titans. Uh, was it Sunday uh, morning? Sunday afternoon? Sunday afternoon. So I'm at no. an Arrowhead Stadium. Beat him 35-24. Down the middle. Caught. Hill. Touchdown. Kansas City. Here's the handoff to Williams. Williams to the corner. He's got another postseason touchdown. Damian Williams. Tannehill. Ducks under. And they get to him. Back at the 35. Passanio has the football, but he's whistled down. So what did you guys think of the game? I never had a doubt in the Chiefs. Come on now. Patty Mahomes, he looks strong out there. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> Patty Mahomes. Did you just call <laughs> Patty Mahomes? <laughs> I mean, Patty Mahomes. That works too. I mean, you Patty can say Mahomes. Super Bowl champion Patty Mahomes. Oh, <laughs> oh you like that, do you? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that was a Patty McTitle. It was a <laughs> Patty. What? <laughs> Patty McTitle? Yeah. He's special. He's some. He's some. You know, impressive. He's. He's not. You know, your typical quarterback nowadays. You see, he's athletic. He can make throws. He can make plays. I mean, the, the Chiefs started off slow, the same way they did against the Texans. No yep. doubt about it. I mm-hmm. thought for sure this game was about to be in trouble in the cold, outdoors. I mean, it, at home, obviously, is going to make a huge difference for them. But their offensive threat, their offensive package they bring to every game is so explosive. Mm-hmm. Who are you supposed to stop? I mean, you have to stop one, two people. You can't stop everyone, mm-hmm. and they have everyone. They do. <laughs> it is hard to stop them. And then after that game was done, on Fox, 49ers played the Packers. 49ers won that game 37-20. to 20. It's George Kittle at the bottom. Somehow the handoff into the arms of Mostert. He's gone. Touchdown, San Francisco. Four-man rush. Rodgers is sacked. 
Bosa and Buckner. Third down and six. Garoppolo out to his right. Gets dragged down by Fackrell. Big play by this Packer defense. First and goal. Here's Aaron Jones looking for blocks. He's got a touchdown. And the Packers are on the board. No timeouts and now inside of two minutes. Aired out downfield. And picked. Richard Sherman gets his fourth in his postseason career and ends this game. So this game was basically a blowout. The 49ers came out hot and beat the Packers. Oh, they, yeah. they beat them bad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even close the whole game. No. The score is, they're only, they lost by what, 17? But let's be honest, they were down basically three scores the whole game. Oh, it wasn't even yeah. close. They were chasing the entire time and didn't have a chance. Yeah, and what, I don't <laughs> know, what was it like? He was like 6 for 10 passing the whole game. He didn't even throw the ball that many times. Like seriously, against, against the Chiefs when they play him in the Super Bowl, he's going to have to throw the ball. Yeah. Because they're not going to be able to run it all like that the way they ran it against the Packers. The Packers had an awful showing on defense. They looked defeated from the from the get-go. Don't worry, guys. We got a defense. Yeah. We got a mm-hmm. Yeah, no okay. shit, right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, Aaron. <laughs> Sounds good, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, I always, like I said, I hate the Packers. So yeah. this I makes mean, me really it was, happy. It was pretty cool being at the bar and being rooting against the Packers and everybody around me was wearing Packer backer gear. Mm-hmm. Really? What? So the whole game oh, yeah. it was like, yeah! Where were we at? Whoa, where are y'all? How come y'all ain't cheering? Where were we at? I was at the Wild Boar in Oakdale. Nice. And there were Packer fans there? Yeah. Oh, I but guess the they're Packers the ones that go Packers out, fans. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if my oh. Vikings were in the whatever, you know, I'm all out decked out with my stuff, mm-hmm. you know, wherever. Sitting on the couch, though. <laughs> I'm so decked out on the couch, <laughs> I'm I wouldn't believe it. it. Yeah, like. <laughs> so with those two games concluded, the Chiefs are going to play the 49ers in the 50. 50- Fourth Super Bowl. Woo! Ooh, yeah. Fifty fourth. What is it, the hundredth hundredth season of the NFL with like the fifty yep. fourth Super Bowl? I think so. It's kind of crazy. So here we go. I'm gonna give you the rundown. Everything you need to know on the big game. Uh, when the dang thing takes place is Sunday, February second. Where it is is the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. National anthem is gonna be sung by Demi Lovato. Uh, let's just hope it's better than last year's. Yeah. What do you think the over under is and how long is it going to take her to sing? Over under five minutes. <laughs> five over. Minutes. <laughs> over. That's a just hard leave over. All the, the high over. pitch, not making sense stuff. Oh, man. The, just sing it the way it was written. Amen. The, the I'm an artist. I need to put my own spin on it because that's who I am as an artist. Dem- Shit bugs me so much. Demi, we get it. You're a good singer. All yeah, right. We get it. Auto tune is the, the shit. <laughs> Sing that dang thing <laughs> the way it's meant to be sung. Are we going to do an over-under on the start time of the game, too? Yeah, Ooh. I mean, over-under is kickoffs, 5.38 p.m., they said here. Over-under, uh, when you all think that's going to start? Uh, after 5.38, probably. I'm, limit, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to say the ball's not off the tee at 5.38. I'm going to no. say it's closer to, like, 5.45. I'm going to go 5.47. 5.42. 42. 5.50. Which I think is funny right that the they have the over-under. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be on Fox. <laughs> The thing that I thought was cool was the player payout for the games. The winners get $124,000, but the losers also make sixty-two grand. Like, come on, you make money for losing? You should make no money. Like, for I real, agree. give you the incentive of playing good. Let's go. I mean, 62000 <laughs> better than a participation trophy. Absolutely. Is, I mean, is that what that is, though? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's forgetting. Cash. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's not those payouts aren't even in addition to their bonus. I mean, they get those in addition to their bonus bonuses for the wild card divisional and championship series for like their conferences mm-hmm. i mean they get those on top of that so for my my thing is when you got the like the punters and the people who are like third string who make like two hundred fifty thousand for the whole season 
I'm, I'm trying to win this, guys. Go get me that 50% of what I make already on the whole season by getting this win. Get me a ring that's going to be worth more than my whole salary. You know what I mean? Like, so let's go get it. Who Who's considered the home team? The home team is the AFC champs, so the Chiefs would so be the Chiefs? home team. Yeah, okay. they get to, and the home team gets to choose their choice of jerseys. And the Chiefs have said that they're going to go with their red jerseys and white pants. Solid. And then the 49ers are going to go, I think, with white jerseys and gold pants. They're away. I like that. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, and th- they also said that this is the first year ever that both teams are their main color is red. Hmm. First time ever. 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 Cool. That's, wow. that's what I read somewhere. It's crazy. Halftime performances are by Jennifer Lopez, hobo hobo, <laughs> and uh, Shakira also is going to join her on that. Nice word. Nice. If 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 there's ever going to be another wardrobe malfunction, Ooh, God, mama. I hope it's this year. Oh, <laughs> mama, come on, Teddy. Oh, mama, let's go. You know, come on, baby, show me something. Yeah, Chiefs are favored by a point and a half, which is kind of crazy to me because you'd think that it'd be. A little bit more lopsided. Usually, the offensive team, like the offensive threat team, has a lot more, you know, advantage in a sense. Like they'd be favored more, but it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. The head ref is Bill Vinovich. Do y'all know who that is? I don't <laughs> remember which one he was. He's the guy that he wore uh, black and white last game, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. White, white hat too. White hat too. Yep. And solid. Nice. Yep. <laughs> the, fu- the fun thing too about these. Uh, about the Super Bowl basically is like the cost of the commercials too. This year, the cost for thirty second advertisement for a commercial is five point six million dollars. So for thirty seconds, yeah, which they sold out almost immediately. Immediately, and a lot of people were saying, "Wow, only five point six million dollars." Mm-hmm. You should have raised that up a little bit because all the spots were taken almost immediately. Yeah, especially with, in my opinion. The elections coming up this year, You're, we're yeah, gonna see I mean, at least a couple things for sure. Two of them for sure. So I heard. Obviously, Trump has one going. I think Bloomberg. Bloomberg, obviously, they, they, they both have two. Afford it. They yeah. both have a spot in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah. On the online ticket platform SeatGeek, an average resale price is currently six thousand two hundred and thirty-two dollars. Wow. wow. Okay. Although the average price for the ticket sold in the past twenty-four hours was even higher, six thousand seven hundred eighty-five dollars. <laughs> what's uh what's the cheapest ticket because uh, that's all i can get i think i ain't paying for that <laughs> you know you're still gonna have to take out a, a mortgage <laughs> the to refinance ticket. my home yeah exactly <laughs> the cheapest uh ticket currently on SeatGeek geek is five thousand seven hundred twenty seven dollars so, so just imagine going to like your uh mortgage broker and being like so i'd like to do a cash out refi on my home and they go oh yeah for what reason you're gonna you know do a hot tub maybe a little home renovation <laughs> home theater you know, baby Let's home go, yeah. theater get a new driveway and you're like nah i want to go to the super bowl I'll go to the super bowl it's <laughs> super important to me i need to go to this one <laughs> exactly well the crazy thing the most expensive ticket on sea geek is seventy thousand dollars what wow. the hell's that mm. yeah i don't know i would i should have looked like i, I should have like actually looked on sea geek and seen what it was it's a, like an individual seat. Like one seat. What? One seat who by goes yourself. to the Super Bowl by themselves? Someone who can afford $70,000. Right? And if you're looking to go with a big group, say you don't want to go by yourself and pay 70000 Say you want to go with uh, people. It says here that if you're looking to go with a big group, an 18-person suite will set you back $439,000 according oh. to Ticket IQ. I mean, we're talking half a million dollars to watch a three-and-a-half, four-hour football game to watch Demi Lovato sing the national anthem, to watch a 
concert by Shakira and and Jennifer Lopez. We're talking five hundred thousand dollars. Like I don't have five hundred G's, but I got the deed to my home. Will you will you take that? <laughs> right. Like people's homes aren't even that. Like people's homes aren't even worth half that. You will know, you how take? How am I supposed to afford that? I mean, with with the eighteen person or eighteen person suite for four hundred thousand, that's still twenty seven thousand dollars a person. person. Oh. And that's not even. I mean, I'm sure it includes food. You know, what I mean, the, but the yeah, yet again, I don't long. think. I, I don't know. Do you and your buddies all chip in twenty seven thousand to get nah. a, a suite like that, or you think they're all company based and they're yep. just all company based? I bet you they're mostly companies. I guarantee they are. They have to be. There's no way people honestly say, "Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and throw twenty seven thousand dollars on my uh, my Capital One Silver Plus, <laughs> you know, card, right. pay it off Can for I the next miles? thirty years." Can yeah, I exactly. Use my oh, the miles I bet you get on that payment is great. <laughs> yeah. well, the, the crazy thing. Even though it's like 500k, they're all bought, all oh. of them. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if most of them are paid, are even more than that. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. That's even for like an 18 person suite. Maybe there's like a 30 person suite right, too. Right, right. Or a better the, view or better whatever. View. Yeah, mid court, mid court. You know, <laughs> midfield. midfield. Yeah, yeah you on, know. on the glass. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on the glass. True. <laughs> dude. They do have glass in those things. 55 yard line, baby. <laughs> 55 yard line. <laughs> Unless it sets you back a cool mill. <laughs> Compared to previous Super Bowls, the average resale ticket price is nearly $1,000 more than the second most expensive game, which was in Minnesota, Super Bowl 52. Wow. It's kind of cool. During that game between the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles, the average resale price was $5,372. Tickets for Super Bowl, what was that, 52? L-I-I-I. Yeah, 52, 53, between Los Angeles Rams and New England Patriots was third most expensive resale at $4,657. Hmm. What do you think? Uh, you think that's based on teams that haven't made it recently? You would think. Maybe? You would think. I mean, when was the last time the Rams were in it? It had been a long time. I mean, they probably, probably were a while. big deal. I mean, the Eagles one was huge because the Eagles have a huge following, douchebag yeah. fans, but huge <laughs> following. You know, they're they're not like your team that you get like overseas. You get people like in in New England and stuff. You don't get a lot of guys that are just like, yeah, I'm all in on like for example the Chiefs. It's like they're a heartland team of America, you mm-hmm. know. But like. Dallas and these big teams, Dallas, the Patriots, and these other teams, or even won teams, Super Bowls for the Steelers, sure, they or, get a lot of those followers, te- or even teams that are, that are in richer areas. Yeah, with higher population, right. I mean, it could be any of those type of situations. Right. Yeah, still expensive. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to read through these interesting facts or no? I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. It's just Super Bowl interesting facts, like. Zebo. We it's can, up, yeah, it, we can it, go it, over some of them. It's Absolutely, we pull up. No, for sure, we can grab some. Um, I mean, you put it on here for a reason, right? Yeah, I mean, like, there's like probably like the first fifteen are, are, I thought were pretty interesting. The rest kind of go into some really different, you know, really going into some weird stuff. But yeah, I mean, you're talking stuff like yeah, the third string linebacker who at one point played in three different Super Bowls for three different teams, blah blah blah. I mean, you're getting like the fiftieth interesting fact at that point. Mm-hmm. What is that, Ron? So the interesting f- fact. <laughs> so the game will be between the Chiefs and the 49ers, making it the first time these teams have ever met in the Super Bowl. I did not know that. I mean, most matchups are probably the first time. I, I mean, I can't argue that, I suppose. <laughs> For sure. I mean, well, let's see. The last 20 years have been the Patriots. So, I mean, yeah, at that yeah. point, you never really know. <laughs> uh, this is the 49ers' seventh Super Bowl appearance. San Francisco went to five Super Bowls between 1981 and 1994 and won all five of them. And then returned to the big game in 2012 when they lost to the Ravens. Oh, no. Read the sad one. Read it. Read it. I know. I know. I, I don't want to read it. Read it. I just read it. <laughs> I want to skip it too. But you know what? Fair enough. The right. fans need to know. They are, are true dedicated fans here. Cover yep. your face over uh, there, Nate. Uh, cover your cover your ears too. Uh, 
This is the first Super Bowl appearance for the Chiefs in 50 years. The last time the Kansas City Chiefs made it this far was January 11th, 1970. My heart hurts reading this out loud. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you. When the Chiefs topped the Minnesota Vikings oh. in Super Bowl mm. uh, number uh, four. For their first and only Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, joke's on them. Look, man, it's been a long time since they've won one. <laughs> we at least have never won one, so That's joke's on them. <laughs> Uh, and the next one on here is if the if the Niners win Super Bowl uh, 54, they will tie the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers for the most Super Bowl victories in NFL history at six, hmm, okay. which is a lot, really. Yeah, I mean, a lot. The Vikings haven't Solid. even been to that many. <laughs> who, who do you guys think will be the MVP of the Super Bowl? I'm going to say Patty. <laughs> Patty Mahomes. <laughs> Patty Mahomes. Oh, my God. Um, well, you know who? If they win it, it, I think it'll be a quarterback. I don't see it being anything other. If you want to look at, I mean, if the defense does well for the 49ers, I think it'll be a defensive player. I mean, if Sherman, if Sherman kind of gets some picks. I mean, they also said, I mean, with it being offensive-minded quarterbacks who like to throw the ball, this could be a pick fest. I mean, you never know. It could be a D-back who gets it. You I'm, know what I mean? I'm going to say Mahomes with five touchdowns. <sighs> wow. What if what if Tyreek Hill gets three touchdowns and like 150 yards? No, Still I mean enough. Patrick Mahomes threw those three touchdowns and he had 500 yards passing and probably like 70 yards rushing. So I'm gonna I say mean, if, a, if a wide receiver hear, hear me out, I'm gonna say if a wide receiver gets two touchdowns and over 125 yards, they're gonna give it to him because I think that overall, if he does, okay, I guess if you do say that, if he lights up the field and goes off for five more touchdowns, five total touchdowns and. 400 yards i get that then obviously he earned it mm-hmm. but if he only threw f- three touchdowns four touchdowns even two of them to a hill and a, for 150 yards hill gets it in my opinion he's the most valuable player yeah. they just won't give it to a wide receiver it'll be a quarterback i think so or it'll be a cornerback who makes uh, not even cornerback defensive player who makes a big game stop if they win yeah big game stop most could likely be yeah very well could be yep so that's our rundown of the, of the super bowl so who do, who are we picking? Who are you picking, boys? Sam, oh, who yeah, you got? I suppose we should probably pick a team. Chiefs. You're picking the Chiefs? Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Z, who you got? It all depends on Garoppolo. If he comes out and has a great game, the 49ers are going to win it. But As I good still, of a game as last week? I, uh, they're going to have to be better than that, and I think it's going to be Mahomes. They're going to pull it out. All right. Who you got, G? Uh, I'm just gonna, I guess I'm just going to stick with my homie. Yeah. My homie. I think we're going to go, I think we're, I think we're gonna go four for four here on picks, boys. I'm going Chiefs. Yep. Yep. I right. also think that Mahomes will also win them. Ooh, nice. I just two for two or else. zero for zero. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Um, as Super Bowl 54 preparation gets underway, there's still an NFL game on the on the calendar, boys. There the is. Pro Bowl. Oh. <laughs> the Pro Bowl. What? Yeah, I know. The right? what? The whatever. Yeah, oh. who gives a sh? Uh, <laughs> the 2020 Pro Bowl. We played in Orlando, Florida, the fourth consecutive year. Kickoff of sorts for Super Bowl week, if you want to think of it that way. It's been in Florida for four years now. Yeah, they used to have it in Hawaii. Yeah. They brought it over four here for years. some reason. Yeah, because no one goes and watches it over no, there. No, <laughs> But I think that it was, I think it was cooler to have it there, in my opinion, as a player. Oh, or, yeah. I would have rather sure. gone there. I mean, if sure. you're already spending $6,000 on a ticket, who wants to spend another 12000 to fly to Hawaii? No shit, right? It was really just for the Hawaiian people. Pro, just the Pro Bowl. Just make a vacation Pro out ticket. of it. Pro Bowl tickets went $6,000. Right, but he's no. saying like, who wants well, yeah. to fly over there? Have to stay there for the whole thing, buy a ticket, be there for the whole thing. You're looking at at least 
five grand for yourself, you know, for the days travel, whatever. Not to mention I if suppose. you bring your family with you. I suppose. Yeah, well, you never know. You don't well, have $5,000 to bring them to think they can I stay just home. put them underneath the plane. I mean, <laughs> never mind. I mean, do you really care about the Pro Bowl? No, God, no. I mean, what, what are we talking about? Well, the only reason why I brought it up is because it, it's something that kind of, it, there's just a point of it that I wanted to bring up that they're trying out some new rules. Oh, okay. That's the okay. only reason why I wanted to bring it up, see what you guys think about these All right, rules. What are the new rules? Yeah. Uh, the NFL is taking measures to make Pro Bowl more exciting, revisiting a rule proposal change for next year's owners' meetings to spice the game up. Ooh. Uh, mm. They want to get a little crafty with it, do they? A little Robert crafty with it? Robert crafty, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting Massa- handies in the back they want, room. They, they want to massage the game out, you know. <laughs> last off last offseason, the Denver Broncos proposed a rule change to provide an alternate onside kick that would allow a team who is trailing in the game an opportunity to maintain possession of the ball after scoring. The rule change would have given teams an opportunity to convert 4th and 15 from their own 35-yard line instead of attempting an onside kick in order to get the ball back. It would be for just one time during the fourth quarter, basically. You get one shot at it. Mm -hmm. The NFL rejected the onside kick proposal initially. The Pro Bowl will get to test the rules. The league has added a new twist. The scoring team will elect to give the ball to the opponent on their 25-yard line, which basically instead of kicking off and them taking a knee and getting a 25-yard line, they either give it to them or... It may elect to take the ball on its own 25-yard line instead of the 35, as originally proposed, for a 4th and 15 play. If it is successful, it will maintain possession as normal for the offensive team, and it will not result in a turnover. Since the Pro Bowl doesn't have any kickoffs, this rule will apply at any point in the game, though not limited just to fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that rule proposal? And who makes the decision? The kicking team? Yes. Instead so of saying, scored, I want to do an onside kick or I want to do this instead. Yep. I'd do it every single time. Yeah, me you, too. But if yeah. you only get one shot at the fourth down, or if you only get one shot in the fourth quarter, obviously. Well, you, you only get one shot at onside kick, that's so. A, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. And I think that it's a great rule change. I love it. So it's going to go into effect, or owners gonna are going to bring it, it back up into their They're going to give it a shot at the Pro Bowl because they're trying to do anything they can to get people to watch the Pro Bowl, really. <laughs> that's true. Well, with the yeah, XFL would... and their extra point system, they're changing. So. Exactly. It'd keep the game rolling, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess you kind of have to see it. Yeah, definitely unfold to, in a game to I, I th- see how it goes, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that if you need to kick an onside, you know, kick to to get the ball back and try and win. I mean, you had three, almost four quarters to win, so you need to execute on an onside kick to get the ball back. I mean, see, I I think that if I, I like the rule, I don't like the you only get one shot at it. I think you should be able to do it after the after five minutes in the fourth quarter. You should be able to if you score a bunch, you should be able to do that again if you want. Because here's my thing. It's not. It's not your fault that the other team's playing prevent defense and you were able to score a bunch of touchdowns. It forces the other team to actually play defense. Still, you know what I mean. Not run the clock out while you're down three possessions. You still have to play defense now. Might as well just do it for every every kickoff. You want to you want to kick it off or do you want to go? I mean, because if you did it for every 15. kickoff, if you did it for every kickoff, it wouldn't as much mean the, the scheming of the game anymore as much as it would be. You need to be offensively gifted. So the teams that have offensive players that are really good, like Kansas City. That rule would benefit them greatly, yeah, because they can convert a fourth and fifteen really well. It's super easy for them. So what's this other part? I feel like it's it was two separate things, right? Which part? So the scoring team may elect to give the ball to its opposition at their own twenty-five, or it instead may elect of, to take the ball at its own twenty-five yard line instead of the thirty-five as originally proposed for a fourth and fifteen play. So for example, so example is the same thing as if 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 you didn't want to kick, if you didn't want onside kick, and you didn't want, you just want to play defense from the twenty-five. Make them punt to you. Instead, you just give it to them on the 25-yard line, say, we're not kicking off. You can have it on the 25-yard line of your 25-yard line. 
But that's only because it's a pro ball, though, and there are no kickoffs. In a normal right. game, they can decide to kick it off, onside kick it, or try for fourth and 15. Yes. Does that make sense? I like the three options. I also think that in the NFL, they need to add it where if a team scores a touchdown on their first drive in overtime, the other team has to have a chance to tie it or to go for a, a two-point conversion to win it. Eventually, it'll my get opinion. to that. Eventually, it'll get to that. They have yeah. to go to college rules. It's it's ridiculous. I don't, not only college rules, eventually they need to get to the point where your first possession, you score a touchdown, the other team then gets a chance to score a touchdown. Not just a field goal because, like you said, what happened to the Saints and, us, the, Saints and the Vikings in the playoffs – same thing happened. They didn't get a chance to possess the ball. We scored a touchdown. Game over. Well, like you said, though, college is a little bit like that. The other team gets a chance to possess regardless. Mm-hmm. They need to give that the same rule. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes in the Pro Bowl. Absolutely. Since okay. it, since this is, it's not gonna, it's going to apply to any rule or any point during this game. Yes, and because like you said, because not just the fourth quarter. Like Zach said, it, it, they don't kick the ball off in the, in the Pro Bowl. What's the point? No one's right. trying to tackle anyone. Right. All you're really doing is having the kickers kick a bunch of you know mm-hmm. kickoffs, and then they just. Take it, you know, mm-hmm. take a knee, and it's 25 yard line. Here we go. Yeah. So, in other news, NBA trade deadlines coming in hot, boys. February 6th. Lots of speculation here. Mm-hmm. Lots of speculation. Since we're Wolves fans, I'm going to guess, in, in a sense, we all are. Uh, just bringing up Wolves move Jeff Teague to who was it, the Hawks? Yep. Yeah, the Hawks. Fine with it. For Dunwoody? Or- yeah. I just, yeah, uh, no, no for, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking there. Pool, no. No. Damn it! What's his name? Crab. Crab. There you go. Jesus. Yeah. My thing I want to ask you though is why? What was what was the purpose of moving him? Do you guys even know? Like I never really figured it out. Me either, because I mean, isn't he making eighteen? So it's not like we gain anything. Maybe as an additional trade piece to go for D'Lo or something. I really don't know. It's his last year, and it's Crab's last year. Exactly. It's like you're you're trading contract for contract for what purpose? And neither team is gonna probably do anything in the playoffs so why even make the trade in the first place i don't know that was the thing that was so confusing to me it obviously has to be financial reasons granted we did get a little bit more cap by getting rid of teague because crab's contract isn't as big but it's not like it's a huge factor it makes a difference but it might if we if we made a trade that's what i'm saying for this year but again both their contracts are up so i don't know i mean it could be for landing daniel russell or i mean we might be trying to shoot to give booker too yeah Maybe I mean, because you got to figure Booker is on a long deal, you know, so I did a trade. So here's the thing on ESPN. They kind of have that trade machine. You ever seen that before? Okay. What I did was I brought in the Wolves, Warriors and Suns. Right? I traded Wiggins to the Suns and Covington to the Suns. So Wiggins and Covington to the Suns. I gave him Gorgie and I gave him a Kogi. And then I gave him another couple, two players from the Suns. Hear me out. And I got, in return, D'Lo and Devin Booker. What? Yes. And that came back as a, let's do it. I was like, whoa, it was accepted. <laughs> yeah, ESPN right. knows what's up. Wrong. I know. That would never happen. It's like I see all these dudes online posting these crazy trades. I'm like, yeah, yeah. if we trade these guys, we're going to get back LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Curry, and D'Lo. What's up? <laughs> like, yeah. we're winning the championship. All we have to get rid of is everybody on our team and the next 20 years of first-round picks. <laughs> yeah, like they think, like, like, like the way LeBron and all them do it for their teams who yeah. are actual contenders. Right. Giving away picks like they don't care. We need those picks, baby. You don't know what's going to happen. We might even get the seventh top five pick. You never know. Yeah, like we're going to get LeBron this year. Okay. The people who say stuff like that really drive me crazy. Like, I got a buddy who used to say stuff like that. He's like, look, look, hear, hear me out, hear me out. If we get rid of these contracts now, hear, now, hear me out, and we trade these picks now, 
We got room for LeBron, baby. He's coming here. I'm like, he's not coming to Minnesota flyover state to play basketball. He's no. not doing it at 37, 36, whatever he is years old. No. Not happening. Maybe at 45. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Grab him maybe. for a season. Yeah, he might even be GM player coach then. Who cares? When Cat wins MVP, he'll be like, oh, I'll come play with you, Cat. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's... Throw in owner, too. Yeah, hell, I'm cool with that, too, baby. Let's go. Who'll be the first ever owner, GM, coach, player? Hell, yeah. Baby, tell no, boy. That's not right. <laughs> you can change the Flint Tropics. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Jackie Moon, baby. Here we go. Jackie Moon. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but there's just a couple of possible trade rumors and things that I've heard that I want to run by you. Sure, sure. My thing that I heard was Steven Adams to the Clippers. I heard that too, and honestly, it kind of makes sense, actually. To hear me out. So if you think Steven Adams to the Clippers, what they're probably thinking is that they're going to have to run across the Lakers at some point in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, but Zubat is not going to go up against <laughs> McGee and Dwight Howard. So they need a, a big guy that Even can – Boogie's healthy too, say. D- depending. Word, depending, right. right. Yeah. So their thoughts, I think, is that they need another big guy – to go up against the Lakers and they run into him in the playoffs. I, I would love that. I love that trade. I think it's fantastic. They I like Steven big, Adams. Big force down there to mess I, I like him. I mean, I'm not sure how much he really fits in. I mean, they, they are more of a half-court team. I think they're more suited for a half-court. Yeah. Um, but it, which is good for Steven Adams. I mean, he never really fit in with Kevin Durant and Westbrook running up and down the court. No, <laughs> you well, know? Let's be honest. He boxed out while – Westbrook grabbed the ball and then took it down the court and did some crazy stuff. And he's like barely getting half court, blah, 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 as they're going. I mean, yeah, I'm it's, it's solid. Athlete, but... It's solid. I mean, it could happen. It'd be a good trade, and they they could use the size in the playoffs. Yeah, I would like that. Uh, another one, too, is J.J. Redick and Drew Holiday. I mean, granted, they're, they're probably going to get traded to a, a playoff contender more or less than anything else just because, you know, the Pelicans are, I mean, not going to be making the playoffs. No. I think that, that contenders are going to be coming looking for them to add to the squad. Well, I really don't know why J.J. signed with the Pelicans. Right. I mean, he signs last year with the 76ers for, for 20 for twenty mil or something yep. like that. Yep. Made sense. Made sense. He might have thought that might have been a team that made a run in the East when LeBron leaves. Maybe. Absolutely. But then he does the same thing. He money chases for 20 mil a year again this year to like the, one of the worst teams in in the West. Like, why? Right. I don't, I don't understand – and then he, thinking. He, yeah, and then he came out with a, I've been in the playoffs every year since I've been a pro. Y'all better not wreck this for me. I'm like, dog, you wrecked it but yourself. <laughs> right. I signed it with the Pelicans. Right. You could have went to the Lakers. You could have went to a – You could have went to the Heat. Yeah. I mean, the Heat would have been huge uh, for him. The Heat, the heat uh, they're, they're uh, I'm a saying, surprise I'm this East, year. I'm saying East Coast stuff. Sure. He would have been good there. Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee would have been solid. Right. Take a pay right. cut. I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, that's Probably. another big one. I mean, obviously, Kyle Kuzma is another big name that's not a big name, but a name that's been shopped around. The thing is, is like he's not really going to be a guy who's traded as an asset. Or like, he's going to be traded as like a part of a deal to get someone there. He's not like Possibly. It's like a team's going like, we got to go acquire Kyle Kuzma. You know what I mean? True. But, uh, I mean, the Lakers did say that they're going to need substantial um, assets for them to get rid of Kuzma. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they kept him. I mean, they traded everybody else. Traded Ingram, Ball, Hart. They traded. They traded all those dudes away. Yeah, they, they kept them. Kuzma for a reason. So mm-hmm. unless they get something substantial back, I really don't feel like they'll move him by the deadline. Yeah, I, I mean, it's possible, but it's possible. Yeah, I, I just know there's a lot of names linked. It him. might have to be a three or four trade <laughs> to, or team trade. Yeah, I mean, you got a bunch of other names too that come up that are linked to like the same teams, like the Lakers, Clippers, Rockets, Mavericks. You know, like DeAndre Drummond. He's one of the only names that's not really linked to all those, just more or less, you know, the Raptors, Hawks, Celtics, uh, who else? The Mavericks are another name that's coming out for him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, probably Celtics. 
I mean, that'd be a nice little addition for them. If I were to pick, I'd probably say Celtics, even though Powell just went down for the Mavs last night. Was ACL uh, something Confirmed. Like yep. So they're going to be needing a, a big guy, and they could make a run at him. I mean, he'd be solid there uh, with Porzingis and uh, Luka. I mean, they're 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 okay team. Yeah, Mavs would be good. I mean, they I mean, look they look better in the standings right now than I think they are. But yeah, I, I think so too. It might um, it might be a good fit. Another one, another one too is Andre Iguodala, Lakers, Clippers, Mavericks, and Rockets are linked to him. Yeah, I mean, coming from the Grizzlies, he might be a good buyout option, uh, actually. True. Uh, to go to a team that I've heard the most, uh, being the Lakers. Yeah, they um, wanted him even to start before the season even started. Yeah. Yep. I, I, they'd have to move some other people around. Uh, maybe even Contavious Caldwell-Pope might have to waive his trade clause, and they might have to throw in a kicker in order for it to clear space to move him in. So it, it, it's possible. Again, Don't I'm not sure if he'll go anywhere. Okay. Uh, I think the Lakers are going to shoot for Derrick Rose. I know nah. that he was another name that came up. I don't see him moving. Nah. No one really wants to take on. He, he, he's signed for a decent contract. I mean, he's a lot of money they're going to have to take on for a whole year. I mean, you're going to have to give up a big contract in return to get, you know, get him. I mean, the only team that's going to be going for him really are the Lakers. I mean, just because they need a point guard. I think it'll be D Rose or Drummond that leaves. I'm not sure it's going to be both. Okay. Um, if I were to say one would be more, I'd probably say Drummond would probably probably be the one to be get moved from Detroit. Sure. Um. I don't see the Lakers as a spot for Rose to land. Okay. Uh, we saw them together before. They don't really work out that well, and no. I don't think the Lakers really do need a point guard. I mean, because he's not going to be touching the ball that much, let's be real. Yeah. LeBron's, LeBron's handling the ball. Yeah. I mean, Avery Bradley is a good enough starting point guard. I mean, LeBron is the point guard. Yep. So, yeah, just like not the worried that, about that. Yeah, the same series kind of have Ben Simmons yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, Kevin Love was another one. He was linked to the Trailblazers. And I think that's cool because he grew up in the Portland area, I think. Uh, was it Portland, Oregon? Yeah, he grew up in that area, uh, going to high school there. So that's kind of his thing UCLA. there. UCLA, UCLA was his thing too. Yeah, so he's a, he's a West Coast guy. Yeah, I know. I heard Denver. So I heard Denver Denver's was a, big a spot one. for Caleb to possibly land too. They have to obviously move a guy. I mean, they'll probably end up moving. Who is it? Who's it? Who's their power forward they have right now? Uh, Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap probably be the guy that have to move the contracts. They just gotta make the money work. You know, they, I think he'd be a good fit there. Yeah, they could package Paul Millsap or package like Gary Harris or Mason Plumlee to bring in uh, Kevin Love. Yeah, which I'm not sure if they should. I mean, Gary's young. If you take a look at where they're at the standings right now, I mean, they might they might not even need Kevin Love. Exactly. Why move one of those guys? I mean, if you're thinking Paul Millsap's older, right? Sure, but so is Kevin Love. That is true. I didn't <laughs> so, think about all the age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's an older guy too. No, we'll see. Another one too that kind of surprised me is Kyle Lowry. For the Raptors, because he's he's big for their team, man. You know what yeah. I mean? He was a big deal for them. I mean, mm-hmm. he's looking to be shop. You know, they're. The, I think they're going to be sellers of the trade deadline. I think they got their ring. They're done trying to pay big money on these big contracts. They'll probably try moving Lowry. Um, what's the other guy? Oh, Ibaka. Ibaka. Yeah, they'll try and move those contracts. I think before they do anything else. Yeah, that's a big one. I really don't think they're going to be a seller. You don't think so? I mean, why? I mean, is the East that wide open to where they hang on to these big contracts, pay them, and lose? You know what I mean? Like, at what point do you build for your future versus just go keep just to get to the playoffs and burn out? You know what I mean? I mean, at least they're making to the playoffs. I mean, right now where we stand, they're third in the East. True. And they they lost Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, and they're still doing and they're that still well. the third in the East. Yeah, I mean, they got and Paul we're talking huge. we're talking about some solid teams in the East too. I mean, we're talking Milwaukee, obviously, who I think is is 
going to come out of the East, but you have Surprise in Miami. They're actually solid. You have Toronto in the three spot. Boston. You have Boston and Philly. Philly. I mean, you have some solid teams in the East, and you're talking about a team that won the championship last year and lost their best player, who everyone considered was the best player in the NBA possibly. Yeah. And they're still third in the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that really say much for? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know if they're going to want to pay all these guys. I mean, I think a lot of them are expiring contracts, and I think they're going to try and get something for the future. Yeah, maybe. Just because they want to build around Siakam. I mean, you, and if you, they keep Lowry, then that makes sense. If you move um, Gasol and um, Ibaka, that makes sense then because you're obviously getting rid of older guys, big contracts, to bring in these other guys to build around those two. Yeah, I just don't see them getting rid of everybody or getting rid of um, some solid pieces right now uh, where they're at in the standings okay. at this point. Yeah, because – I mean, Kyle, because another one, too, that's a big one for the move that everyone's kind of really looking for is Robert Covington for the Wolves. I, mean, yeah. I know that Kyle yeah. Kuzma came up as a trade potential that we were um, the Lakers are trying to move him. Awesome. Would you rather have him? I'd go straight up. Just for those two? Kuzma, straight up for for Rocco. Was, was but, there anyone else in, in the talks? I mean, that? yeah. I mean, the Lakers aren't going to take it straight up. Like I said, they're going to need something substantial and not just not just Rocco. But sure. I think... I would be happy with Kuzma coming to the, the Wolves. Where? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're talk. I mean, him and Cat and Wiggins together would be solid. Okay. I think that he would actually instantly be the second playmaker on our team over Wiggins. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that that would make sense. Would you see him as a possible piece that could be used to bring in a deal, uh, D'Angelo Russell or um, uh, Devin Booker? Well, I mean, it would depend on what those teams want back i mean we would give i don't know who we would give up that they'd be interested in in order for us to get kuzma and one of them most likely the lakers getting roco yeah who else did the who else does who who else would any other the warrior oh i guess we're talking about the lakers yeah lakers. but who else would the warriors want or give up or who else would phoenix want or give up in order for that trade to work i, I just don't, don't see know. it happening it needs to be money obviously because um Angelo Russell has a huge contract, so we have to make the money work to move the contract. So I think the one piece that would go to the Warriors would be uh, Gorgie, just contract-wise swap, uh, just because then after a year or whatever or so, they can pay him less and have a nice, good presence down low. Mm. He is not a bad player, dog. He can make moves down there. He's a good player. Uh, another one, too, I think they're going to want is Josh Kogi. They don't need a guy who can shoot. They got ballers. Yeah. You shoot the ball. You need a guy who can lock down. Sure. As a guy who's athletic and can lock down, they need a player like that. And okay. I think that those two would be nice pieces to get for D'Lo plus maybe a pick. I mean, you have to. You yeah. have to. And then if we did decide to do it, I mean, say we decided to go for Devin Booker, we would have to move Wiggins to get him. I don't see any way around it. To pay all those guys are impossible. One of the three maxes you'd have would have to move, and it's Wiggins is out. And the only place that he could go would be Phoenix. Phoenix, because there's they don't have big contracts. They don't have these big players. The only other big player they have is DeAndre Ayton, and they're going to have to pay him. And they're I lose him if they don't. And that's the thing, though. I mean, do you, do you pay Booker or pay Wiggins? Wiggins, exactly. I mean, I'm paying Booker. <laughs> I will give up two years' worth of first-round picks and Wiggins and whoever, and someone else even throw in there if you want, except for Culver. He needs to stay to get a Devin Booker. Yeah. Imagine this, dog. We're talking Angelo Russell. Uh, Culver will be, uh, will be in our starting lineup there. Devin Booker, whoever at the four, and Cat at five. I mean, that's a solid lineup. You can throw yeah. whatever you want at the four. We're talking. We're talking crazy now. I mean, there's no way we could give up these pieces and get back Kuz and uh, Booker. No, and it's that's is not going to happen. That's the thing, and it, it's just a long shot. I just wanted to see what you thought about. We that. get one, we get one, and if we get one, it's going to be Kuz. 
Kuz. for Rocco. Yeah. Lakers need a, a defender that can stretch the floor. Um, more better than I could say that than Kuzma does. Sure. And I don't think that I don't think that Golden State wants any of our pieces for D'Lo. We'd have to wrap in a third team. And would they rather hang on to D'Lo or Green? D'Lo. I mean, or both. I mean, it depends. Because Green's going to want big money. He's not going to take a pay cut to stay there. I don't know how he can say that he wants big money. <laughs> I mean, when when like Chuck like <laughs> Chuck said, he's averaging his triple single. Yeah, his triple single. <laughs> <laughs> triple it'll be, single. It'll be interesting. Uh, I, you know, there's obviously a lot of rumors every single year that people are going to move. Dog, it gets it's heavy around this time. You know, I think this year is not going to be one of those years. You think it's going to be slow on the trade deadline? I think it might be slow. It might be wrong. There might be a ton of crazy blockbuster stuff that takes place, but where all these teams currently stand and the players that they have, I'd be surprised if there's some big, big moves. The only it's, thing I think will happen is that, that thing, I think the Kuzma thing will happen. It'll only depend on where they want and who they get back. I, I don't think they want him. Yeah. I just, I, I just heard a lot of stuff that says they don't. You know, LeBron wants to get rid of him, which is fine. But like I said, it'll only be contenders who are making moves. It yeah. won't be your bottom feeders moving a ton of players to get a potential guy like a D'Angelo Russell. I, I, as much as I'd love the Wolves to land him and put him with Towns, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. What, what's this crazy thing about so the, did, the Heat are looking to acquire DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge? You didn't hear that? No. Yeah, so it was a thing I saw online. I don't remember who it said. Maybe it was Bleacher Report? Okay. I have no idea, but I saw it on there that they were trying to make it work to where the Heat could acquire D- DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. But the thing is, is do they even have enough players to give up to get those guys? <laughs> I mean, you'd have to give up good players, picks, and at that point, are you even getting that much in return? Because sure, you'd have, I mean, let's think about it. you got Jimmy Butler, DeMar DeRozan, and LaMarcus Aldridge on the same team. I mean, this thing about this way, throw, throw Jimmy Butler on the Spurs. Would they be a balling team? Of course they would be. Take the two best players in the Spurs, and I guess it's arguably the two best players in the Spurs, and throw them on the Heat. I mean, you have to give up a lot to get them there. But at the same time, you're going to get a lot in your return for wins. I think. All right. Well, that's the that's the craziest trade rumor I've heard so far this year. Yeah, I want to throw that out there. And see what you thought. <laughs> Highly about doubt that. it. I, I agree. But it'd be cool though. Not yeah. gonna happen. Not gonna happen, dog. Nah. Not gonna happen. Nah. Yeah. But another thing that's crazy. Did you guys see? The WWE style, the WWE style brawl that went down between the Kansas Jayhawks and Kansas State. The other <laughs> yeah. game. Oh my God! Holy hell! These guys are going at it. Let's take a look. And a block to finish. And DeSosa blocks it, and now the bench is empty. Just unnecessary. Yep. That's not good. This, this is a this punch is ball. Bad. This is bad. This is ex- no, no good. Oh, this is terrible. There are going to be ramifications for this going forward. And it's just... <laughs> Damn. That's Dude. crazy. Crazy. Did you Swing get, that oh. helmet. Like, did you see all this... Like, <laughs> Did you look around and see all the people that are just like trauma of what's actually happening? Like, yeah. there, there's one lady who's like five two trying to grab one of the guys. It's like you better get out of the way. Yeah, the dude that that came in that was dressed in street clothes, throwing punches and stuff. He fell over and both the shoes came flying <laughs> off. I, see I, that saw too. That. I was like, dude, what are you doing? I missed it the first time when he grabbed a chair. Yeah, that was crazy. The worst brawl college basketball I've seen in years broke out <laughs> near the end of the number three Kansas eighty one sixty victory over Kansas State Tuesday night. 
was a scary scene, one that led to dozens of players, coaches, and support staff caught up in an altercation near the disabled seating section. That's super sketchy, too, that you guys are fighting right there. That's super messed up. The investigation started with Kansas, was it Silvio DeSosa? Mm-hmm. Does that you say his name? Mm-hmm. Swatting, here we go again. Dewan Gordon, is that how you say his name? Dewan, would you say? Dewan. Dewan yeah. Gordon on the backboard as time expired. Immediately after that play, DeSosa stood over Gordon and flexed on him like, let's go, gotcha, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all don't want none of this. Even though I just, you just stole a ball from me. <laughs> Immediately after that play, DeSosa stood over Gordon. And then Kansas State's, oh my gosh, these names are embarrassing. These, guys, these names are ridiculous. Another Kansas State player <laughs> approached DeSosa. Physicality ensued. Nice, well stated. The situation escalated almost instantaneously as players from both teams left their benches and crowded K State side of the court. The fight spilled into the stands as players from both benches fled, and punches were thrown by multiple people. At that point, DeSosa picked up a stool and (laughs) lifted it over his head. (laughs) WWE, baby, let's go! You know, can they hit you with this thing? There was a role that was played by our players. I got to watch the tape and see all the angles, self said, coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. But I know we were in the wrong. I'm not saying both parties weren't in the wrong, but I know we were in the wrong. Self said he didn't realize there was a fight until seconds after it had begun as he was beginning to shake hands with K-State coach Bruce Weber. This was an embarrassment. It's part of our role that we had played in, Self said. Kansas Athletic Director Jeff Long issued a statement apologizing the incident. Quote, the conduct of a few of our student athletes at the conclusion of tonight's game versus Kansas State simply and unacceptable was simply unacceptable and not reflective on who we are coach self and i will review the incident along with the big 12 conference in kansas state to determine appropriate consequences there's no place for this conduct in college basketball or here at ku i would like to apologize to the big 12 conference kansas state university gene taylor bruce weber and all the fans for the lack of sportsmanship from members of our team this evening so consequences were handed down Yes. Officially. Officially today. So 12 games for so- Sousa. Sosa? S- Sosa? I want to say Sosa. I think it's Sosa. Sosa. All yeah, right, so say. Kansas Ford, Sosa, will miss 12 games. Dang. He was among four players suspended by the Big 12 on Wednesday for their roles in the brawl between okay. the Jayhawks and Kansas State. Um, Jayhawks' David McCormick, also re- er, he received a two-game ban. James Love of K-State will miss eight games, and Antonio Gordon will miss three. And Love was the one who was in street clothes that lost his shoes. That was that I guy. love just watching just go flying whoop. out of nowhere. Yeah, he came, yeah. yeah, shoes came flying off quicker than he came flying into the fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get out of there. Well, shoes wanted to get out of there. I don't know about him. The shoes wanted no part of that altercation. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen a good fight in a while, so oh man, it was cool. I'm looking up praying for a fight. Like, oh please, give me something good. I've been missing something since the Indiana Pacers went at it with, with the Pistons. Oh my the god. <laughs> oh my god best fight of all time great best fight. great stuff yeah baseball announced their 2020 hall of fame inductee class hmm. yeah it's pretty cool Derek jeter and larry walker were inducted to the baseball hall of fame on tuesday obviously jeter was going to get in i don't think there yep. was any question yep. about it no no question he received 99.7 percent of the vote finishing one vote short unanimous selection to the hall of fame walker received 76.6 percent of the vote Walker is in his final year of eligibility for the Hall of Fame, mm. which I think is kind of cool that you finally get in there on your last shot. Like, this is it. Happens happens a lot, actually. Which is cool. Yeah. Definitely cool. Peter played his entire career with the Yankees. Obviously, everyone knows that. He was a five-time World Series champ, 14-time All-Star, and five-time Gold Glove winner. 
He played shortstop for the Yankees for three different decades. That's a lot. Walker won the National League MVP award, was a five-time All-Star and a seven-time Gold Glove winner. He played for the Montreal Expos, Colorado Rockies, and St. Louis Cardinals over the course of his career, which means he's old because he played for Montreal Expos. <laughs> he's pretty old. <laughs> Several all-time great players fell short of the 75% threshold needed to make the hall. Kurt Schilling at 70%, Roger Clemens, 61, Barry Bonds, 60, Omar Esquel, 52, Scott Rowland, 35. <laughs> yeah, he's a little short. <laughs> uh, they were they were some of the leading vote-getters who did not make the cut. Mm. Experts believe Schilling was one of the, experts believe Schilling has one of the best shots at getting in the hall next year. Well, better luck next year. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I am surprised he didn't uh, Jeter didn't get 100 percent of the vote. I mean, you're gonna be the one guy to be like, you want? Nah, this guy's not a Hall of Famer. Fuck that guy. Look at the list of the top six voted in All Stars. I mean, voted in Hall of Famers. I mean, we're talking. Big names. Nolan Ryan didn't even get 100% of the vote. Are you kidding me? 5,000 plus strikeouts and no one's even close? We're talking Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. didn't even get it. Hmm. I mean, you look at the names that are on that list. It is absolutely crazy. Rivera is the only person to get 100%. The only one. What? Yeah. Which is so crazy. That's so although, one okay, person ever has only ever, gotten Only ever. one ever. Well, that was last year, actually. So yeah. first time ever. I mean, Jeter is technically the second highest. So second he's the highest. only person that had one vote against him. To not go um, for him, yeah. Ken Griffey Jr.'s third. Yep. So 99.32% of the vote. <laughs> yep. And, um, I mean, rounding out. We might as well keep going. Yeah, round it out um, here for me. Tom Seaver received okay. 98.84. And Nolan Ryan got 98.79. Um Highest percentage yeah. vote. I mean, we're talking about other guys, though, that didn't get 100%. They were still pretty up there. Nolan Ryan. Where did I already say that? Yeah, yeah. you said him. Cal Ripken Jr., Ty Cobb, Ty Hank Cobb. Aaron, Randy Johnson, Chipper oh. Jones, Johnny Bench, Babe Ruth. Didn't he? <laughs> Babe Ruth only got 95%. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that was probably a long time That's ago. That's crazy. So, oh, wait, let's see. Where did Babe Ruth? 1936. Holy crap. So In 1936, he couldn't get 100% of the vote? Like, who else was there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who else yeah. was more deserving than him in 1936? No, no idea. No idea. It, oh, come on, dog. I, well, you know what? Let's see who got in. Well, while in you look that up, I, I got some absolutely breaking news. or uh, break, News that will break your guys' heart. The one person that voted against Derek Jeter getting in was the Val Enil III of the Star Tribune of Minnesota. Oh, Buddy, what well, the fuck you, is wrong with you? Well, well, hear me out here. Hear me out here. The Yankees have had our number. He's just salty about it. <laughs> there <laughs> There's you go. No explanation. He's like, fuck the Yankees. The Yankees have. Oh man, might as well. You know, go ahead and call them our daddies. Pedro Martinez said, seriously, we cannot beat them, and until we do, I don't even know if I'll be able to see it in real life. Story of my life, dog. Can't see any championships ever. Well, good for them. He deserves it. He definitely does. So what's this inspirational story you got for us today? I thought it was a really cool story I saw online. A one-armed Canadian golfer shoots an inspirational 151-yard hole-in-one at hole a PGA in one? Tour event. Fuck, Aced I, can't, it. I nice. can't even shoot a hole-in-one. I got two arms. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hit the ball 151 yards. Canadian golfer who was born without the majority of his right arm teed off from the fourth hole on the PGA West Stadium course of La Quinta, California. On two, uh, I'm sorry, on Thursday to make the incredible shot. He hit the shot, and it was a nice little cut for a lefty. 
right away we sort of said, sit down, which everyone usually says. Yep. You know what I mean? yep. Sit, oh, sit, sit. sit. Oh. <laughs> get up, get up. Yep. <laughs> but it's one of those shots where you always thought, hang on, this this could be the one here. This could do it. It landed right in front of the green, and we were all watching it closely and tracked it down in the hole, and then bang, it disappeared. <laughs> we all went up We all went up in celebration, and I want to say Laurent? Laurent. I went, think Laurent. Yeah, He's Laurent, French. Yeah, Laurent went ballistic. Maybe said a couple of choice words, but, but can you blame him? It's an incredible shot. I mean, All right. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's super cool. I mean, nice. did, did he pay? Uh, did he pay the five dollar fee for the hole in one shot? Or? Oh, no. probably not. Probably not. Not your sports. A bit of breaking news: a local family is forced out of their home by ghosts. Who are they going to call? <sighs> Ghostbusters, Tom. No, Diane. Their insurance company. That's just stupid. What you said. Beep, 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 beep. We head on down to Gaber for the unthinkable report. Video game thieves butt dial police. <laughs> when, when your own butt turns on you, there's not much that can be done. After two Wisconsin teams made off with a load of movies and video games from a local target, they did what any other successful thief might do. They bragged about their crime all the way home. Oh, yeah. Understandable, oh, right? Of course. Most of the time, making it to the getaway vehicle means you're in the clear. Unless, of course, you... Accidentally butt dial the cops after you leave. (laughs) (laughs) The two spent an hour chatting about their evil deeds while unknowingly being recorded by the unlucky 911 dispatcher who answered their unfortunate pocket dial. (laughs) When they arrived at the video game store where they had planned to sell their loot, they were met by a well-informed police squad. (laughs) They were arrested and are awaiting trial. Oh my god. Oh man, I can't believe we made off with this all these things. You know, <laughs> cops just listening, just like, oh, this is so good. And we're unplugs his unplugs his headset so everyone in the office can hear. Listen to these guys, you know, <laughs> these guys. Put it on speaker. I want to hear. What are you listening to? Right. I wonder if it's one of those things where when you you kind of have your phone in your pocket and you enter it and it has the oh your thing doesn't emergency work. Call. emergency call. So you just yep. slip it in your pocket and not oh, think anything of it. Emergency call. call themselves. Oh, oh. They, tough, tough break, dog. Yeah. So who gets the stitches? I mean, they, they snitched on themselves, so who gets the stitches? Yeah, well, <laughs> Both know. of them, obviously. <laughs> snitches get stitches. We punch each other for being idiots? Yeah. Well, you know, Bubble will punch you when you get in there for being such an idiot. Yeah, yeah. how bubble, stupid. Bubble they're like, you. oh, we got these video games, man. Sweet, buddy. I can't believe we're heading over to the GameStop on, on, on Las <laughs> Vegas <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> we'll be there in 40 minutes. Should we head to the one on 7th Street, or should we go down to the one down here on Laurel Drive here? <laughs> oh, we should go to the 7th Street one. They give you more money there it's stupid it's like those people who brag about put like when they win a ton of money at the casino or they're like hell yeah i finally got my my money back in taxes you know what i mean it's like come on you're just asking for trouble when you say stuff like that well the people that rob banks too and then post a picture right on facebook look at all my cash we just know who robbed that bank on west 7th exactly because we see the we see the dollars and what the numbers are. Stupid. And when they're all red, I mean, it's kind of dead giveaway. True. Yeah, die pack. Got, yeah, that blue die, die pack, pack on you, yeah. bud. Oh, man, video games, if they had that, they would totally ruin the games. Guy walks in a GameStop with a blue face. Oh, I just got back from the blue man group. <laughs> Front row. <laughs> the guy happens to be a huge <laughs> nerd of them. Like, no, they're actually in Denver tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be the guy's luck, for real, showing up. No, that's not them at the that's not them at the garden tonight. They're not playing there. According to their Twitter feed. Exactly, right? <laughs> Gabe that was really good, Gabe. That was really funny. That's good. But now, the time you've all been waiting for. Our draft segment. Draft 
We would like to thank everyone who voted on all of our social media platforms. After tying up the votes, the winner is Sam. Yeah, boy. Yeah, Good yeah, job. Yeah. All right, Sam, so go ahead and spin that wheel. And it looks like this week our draft topic is best Pixar movie. Ooh, lots of great movies to choose from, boys. We'll give you guys a minute to look it over. In the meantime, this podcast is sponsored by Minimart. Check out their Minnesota-themed gifts and Minnesota apparel. Go ahead and enter in Portside Boys at checkout and get 20% off. That's Minimart.com. M-I-N-N-Y-M-A-R-T.com. Minimart, Minnesota everything. All right, Sam, you have the first pick. Who do you got? Going to go with the all-time classic. I think I know what it is. Toy Story. Of course. See, that is the thing, though. That is the pinnacle of it because that's where it all started. I like that. Start off on a good foot here. Absolutely. I like your style. I'm going to go with The Incredibles. I like that movie a lot. That's really good. I like that movie a lot. I'm a big fan. All right, Zach, who you got? I'm going to go Inside Out. Oh, dang. That's a good pick because I, I had that on my list. I actually do like that's that. A, that's a good good movie. I think the guy who wrote it was from Minnesota, so it's kind of cool that we have that tie to that guy. He's like family, basically. <laughs> well, if you grew up, live, know anybody, or been around even near Minnesota, you're pretty much our family here. Yeah, you're pretty much family there, bud. You might as well just come over for <laughs> roast beef and supper. Come on over for a casserole there, bud. <laughs> State or dot. All right, Gabe, what do you got for finish off the first round? Uh, to finish off the first round here, I'm going to go with a solid Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Always a good choice as well. Gosh, these movies are so good. All right, so we got first round in the books. Sam, with first overall pick, took Toy Story Classic, first one. I went with Incredibles pick two. I'm sorry, as the second pick of the first round, I went with Incredibles two. Zach, with his first pick of the first round, went with Inside Out. And Gabe finished off the first round with Finding Nemo. Now, Gabe, Snake Draft, you get to go again to start the second round. Who do you got? Wally. All right, all right. Wally's also a good movie. Great movie. Underrated, in my opinion. Yeah. Underrated. But I do like it. All right, Zach, who you got? Next up, for my second round pick, I'm going to have to go Monsters, Inc. Dang it. Dang it. I had that on my next. That was my next one. (laughs) That was my pick. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Still one more, though, so. I know, but the second one's not as good, in my opinion, as the first one. Yeah, Monsters, You. also Monsters, You, which is the third one. Isn't it? Monsters, You is the second one. Oh, let Sorry. me see here. It's, a sec- it's yes. the second movie, but it's it's in order to be number one in the lineup. Agree chronologically. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Oh man, I can't go with that one because that's all right. So in my second pick, hmm, this is a tough one. I mean, I know that there's a movie out there that's from Pixar, but I don't want to pick it because I know it's not a popular one. And all of the huge ones are really gone. Um, well, if it's not popular, go ahead and pick it. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my point. Could use that. Yeah. Exactly my appreciate point. It. I can't pick that and you know give you guys a, a you know cakewalk the championship <laughs> here. So I'm gonna go with a sappy true love story between two people that starts off the movie oh. and ends the movie real quick. I'm going with up, baby. Oh, I'm man, going with that's up. A, wow, God, that's such movie. a good movie. That's a good one. The first seven minutes is really all I need to watch. It's so I mean, sad, but it's so cool. All right, so Gabe. Went with Wally, Zach picked Monsters Inc. I went with Up and Sam. Who do you got for your last pick of the second round? I'm gonna go with Cars. Cars is a it's good, good one. Original good movie. Cars, good one. Yeah. So for the second round here, with all of our picks we have in the first round, Sam went with Toy Story and his last picking with Cars. My first round was incredible, and in the second round I picked with Up. Zach's first and second round was Inside Out and Monsters Inc. And Gabe for his first round, Finding Nemo, and his second round was Wally. 
Great picks. Now we're going to go here with our third round, Sam. You're starting us off with your final pick. What do you got? Yes, sir. Final pick is a follow-up to Toy Story, A Bug's Life. A Bug's Life. That that was my pick. Yeah, that was the next one they did. That was my pick. Damn it, that was mine. You know, it was kind of like a, a Pixar film before... A Pixar film was a Pixar film. Yeah, it was. A, it was the next one after <laughs> Toy Story was done. I mean, mm-hmm. hell, when was that one? I mean, these ones are old movies. I mean, when was that one? Nineteen ninety eight. Ninety nine, ninety eight. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, ninety eight. Absolutely great, great movie. All right, so now I mean, really, you're only picking between movies that are, you know, sequels in a sense. You know what I mean? There aren't very many that are out now. I mean, yep. We're talking Pixar. We're not talking just Disney because you know, you're like Frozen or mm-hmm. movies of that nature. So you kind of have to stick with these specific movies. See, I want to go with The Incredibles too because I think that was really good. But since I went with Incredibles my first round, I can't. You know, I gotta be. A, I gotta be a diverse team here. I can't pick mm-hmm. two wide receivers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I gotta keep it diverse here. So I'm gonna go with a movie that touched me inside. Just made me feel good about a final ending of a movie when a boy leaves his toys off with a new girl, a little little kid to start a new story with. Toy Story 3. Ooh. I got to go Toy Story 3. That's a good one. See, I, I was a little teary-eyed when I watched that. It hit me good. It hit me at home. <laughs> it hit you at home. Yeah, it hit me at home. I'm going to go with probably a lower level in most people's opinions, but is a great movie. Okay. The Good Dinosaur. The Good Dinosaur. Okay. The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> it's relatively new by um, Pixar, but... It is a good movie. It is a good movie. I, I did enjoy that one. I thought it was really cute. Glad you liked it. Cute. That's what you want. <laughs> it is cute. You know, in a Pixar movie, you want cute for sure. All right, Gabe, finish us off here. Who do you got? Last pick of the last pick of the draft. Last pick of the draft. We're gonna keep it in the Toy Story realm, and Ooh. we're gonna pick Toy Story Two. Toy Story Two. See, when they bring all the characters fully all the way around. Yeah, you know, full circle. Woody's Roundup. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so we have here our teams. My team, round one, Toy Story. Round two, Cars. Finish it up with A Bug's Life. And I went with the second overall pick, have The Incredibles up in Toy Story 3. And I, with the third overall pick, went Inside Out, Monsters, Inc., and The Good Dinosaur. I had round one, Finding Nemo, round two, Wally, and round three, Toy Story 2. All right, guys, great draft right there. Make sure you stop by Portside Boys on Facebook and Twitter and be sure to vote for who you think won. The winner will get the number one pick next week, and the loser, well, we'll just make fun of them all week. (laughs) 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 I really hope all you guys enjoyed. And finally, if you want to add your topic to the wheel, be sure to shoot us a message on Facebook and Twitter. Start your message with Draft Topic, and we'd love to add your topic to our magnificent wheel. This podcast is sponsored by Minimart. Check out their Minnesota-themed gifts and Minnesota apparel. Go ahead and enter in Portside Boys at checkout and get 20% off. That's minimart.com, M-I-N-N-Y-M-A-R-T.com. Minimart, Minnesota everything. All right. I found some pretty funny would-you-rathers, so here we go. Would you rather be born with an elephant trunk or a giraffe neck? Elephant trunk, elephant baby. Trunk. Hell elephant yeah. Trunk. We'll take it. <laughs> or whatever. That's a great one. I think i go elephant trunk. i go giraffe neck. Why? I just think that's cooler. You have to duck under so many doorways. So what? <laughs> your car has to have a sunroof. Your back's going to hurt because you're going to have to bend over. There's such something big on your mouth. It's like a woman with big titties and sure her back hurts. Well, Sam, I hope all the cars you drive in have sunroofs. <laughs> <laughs> or a convertible. Yeah, how are you going to be able to... Low bridge. <laughs> what do you think your trunk's going to be when you're in the car? In my lap. Because it... It's not elephant-sized trunk. So? It, it's going to be in the back seat then. Uh, well, at least I have a windshield. 
<laughs> oh yeah, well at least I can <sighs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna right. duck under so many doors. You're gonna be that guy at a concert, and I'm gonna be like, oh, <laughs> "Do you guys see that giraffe neck idiot up there?" And I'll be the guy next to you with the trunk, and they'll be like, "See that guy picked the right thing with the trunk. This guy's an idiot. I can't see around him." You'll be that guy at the ball game. Everyone's just like, "Wow, he got third row tickets. Hey, he couldn't have sat in the last row of the of the lower level." Okay, unreal. <laughs> Hey, at, le- at least I wouldn't have to worry about that seven foot guy sitting in front of me and not be able to see shit. They'd be like, oh my God, this guy's ridiculously guy. tall. How's he not have an NBA contract? And they look and you have stubby little arms and they go, oh, that's right. It's just a neck. <laughs> that's a stupid pick, Sam. How dare you? <laughs> no, not really. I'm still going with the draft neck. I mean, I couldn't talk him out of it, guys. I tried. I you tried. know, when we're sitting Ooh. in the crowd, like, Jared, Jared. I like, I can see the fucker right over there. You don't got to call his name. <laughs> nice. So you're saying that your superpower would be pointing out Jared in the crowd? <laughs> it'd be bigger, it'd be better than your fat ass nose sitting in front of oh, you. Oh, yeah, Sam. Well, I'd go underwater and put my trunk out and still be able to breathe. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right. Next up. You're <laughs> supposed to skip this topic. No. Next, next question, though, on the topic. Would you wear your tie at the top by your head or down by your body? <laughs> down by the body, for See, sure. See, I agree. You got to wear it by the body. Yep. Even though it's the neck, you, you wear it down on your chest. You don't wear it up by your ear. And you, you know what I mean? Well, some people have to, like me, because you got a huge chin, and you're just like dying. It's terrible. Next. <laughs> next. Would you rather be Wait. A- okay, now I'm ready. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather die quickly or slowly but not painfully? Slowly but not painfully. Easy, oh, easy slowly, question. Yeah, but not painfully. Easy, easy question. question. Yeah. Would you rather die fast and not painfully or slow and painfully should be that? Yeah. Yes. Because I'd rather die fast and not painfully than have to go through a ton of crap. You know what I mean? It's just not worth it. Yeah, because it's like, would you rather die now or die later? I think I'm going to pick later. <laughs> well, later, but if, if you're in pain the whole time, would you rather no, do that? No, right. No, heck no. I'd rather die just right now. And, you know, and that's exactly it. We can, it we can it arrange is. that. <laughs> yeah, we can take care of that. You ever heard of a curb stomp? <laughs> he knows some guys. They work for UPS, though. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> They're what can't Brown do for you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And to finish off our Would You Rather today, we have Would You Rather Go Undefeated on the Road or at Home? It's probably liquor talking, mm-hmm. but I'd probably say on the road. Because the thing is, is that... Even if home and I'm losing games, I'll still have a fan base. But on the road, and you're beating teams on the road, that's a good sign. It means that you can win away from home, and if you have to win games on the road, you can do it. Yeah, I, I'd rather not come home and all the fans hate me at home. But I would rather come home a hero than be at home and be a loser. What? Be at home and be a loser? That, so that's rather, totally I'd opposite ra- of what you just said. I'd rather You are a loser at home. That's the whole point. Right, but I'd rather come home a winner than be at home and be a loser. See, you, you, or be at home and I take that. I mean, if you die hard, had season tickets to the Minnesota Vikings, yep. they lost every single game you went to at home, but they went on the road and won every single one of those games, you would be pissed. Did they make the playoffs? Doesn't matter. You would be pissed because you Scenario. had to watch them get their ass kicked every game of the year that you just paid $12,000 to watch. You'd Scenar- been scenario though, scenario though. If they made the playoffs, I wouldn't care. If they lost, I'd be so mad. I will give you that. Yeah, I'd see? be super pissed. So but I'd much rather go undefeated at home. That makes sense because if you win a couple games on the road, that's cool because the odds of you win a game on the road aren't likely anyway. Yeah, you go. So to, you'd rather guarantee all your home wins. You go to the road and like every, the Vikings. Like ninety-five percent of the fans there hate you anyway. Why would you want to come home and one hundred percent of the fans hate you? 
Yeah, I'd rather win at home just because of the fact that, although the only thing that sucks for the fans that travel, but that's what you get when you travel places. Right. I'd rather win at home because if you could win, say you have eight games on the road, if you could win two of those, you're eight, 10 and 6. There you go. That's a playoff record there right you there. Go. The odds you are making the playoffs at 10 and 6 are very likely. So I'll, I changed my answer to win every game at home. So that'll wrap up our Would You Rather segment for today, and then Nate's going to run through a couple of birthdays for us. What do you got? Happy oh, boy, you know, a lot of people got a couple birthdays going on here. Vince Carter turns 43. Yeah, man. The great one, Wayne Gretzky, 59. Mm. Bob Eucher. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. <laughs> turns 85. <laughs> uh, Gerald Green, 34. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yeah, what a celebrated 265th birthday today. Ooh. <laughs> on the 27th. Nate, what did he check out? Yeah, yeah, he checked out in 1791. Ooh. <laughs> Just a smooth... 200 years before I was born. <laughs> Pat Oswalt, 51. Steve Wynn, 78. He's a guy that does all those Las Vegas hotels and yep. stuff. Done. Yep. Yeah, he's that guy. Art Rooney would have turned 88, founder of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chris Collinsworth, 61. Edward Smith would have turned 171. Checked out in 1912 in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Cast in the Titanic. <laughs> J-, J. Cole, on January 28th, J. Cole turns 35. Elijah Wood, 39. Rick Ross, 44. Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich, with two Gs, <laughs> turns 71. <laughs> Nick Carter turns 40. Dang. Andre Adala, 36. Steven Gaskowski, 36. Dante Culpepper turns cool little 43. Yes, sir. January 29th, Tom Selleck. Hubba hubba. <laughs> for the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> turns 75, or, or as he would say, probably like 55 or something. That's how old he looks. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey 66. Adam Lambert, 38. William McKinley would have turned 178 years old. You know, it just happens. He just so happened to be assassinated. God, that sucks. God. I hate when that happens. Do you know how many presidents were assassinated? Uh, Four. Three. Something like that. <laughs> oh, well, so. Oh, you were asking, not. Uh, it was three. One to him and, uh, and uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln Abe and Lincoln. Uh, Kennedy. Those are three, yeah? Three. Yeah, yeah Mark Skull turned 35. Alex Avila, who's that? Turns 33. Jose Abrias turns 33. Who's that? Avila, the shortstop. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Come right. on, man. January 30th, Christian Bale turns 46. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Cheney himself turns 79. Wilder Vadarama turns 40. Kid Cudi turns 36. Andy Milanakis. Day and <laughs> night. Schmackes, <laughs> Andy Milanakis. Just y'all. turned 16. <laughs> Just turned 16 again. Dang. Tom Izzo turned 65. Franklin Delano Roosevelt would have turned 139. Checked out in 1945. 32nd president of the United States. Jalen Rose would have turned 47. Wait would a minute. Have. Try again. Jalen Rose turns 47. <laughs> <laughs> January 31st. I don't know who that is. Oh, Portia D. Portia D. Rossi. Rossi. That's Ellen's wife, isn't it? Did you just say wife? I did say it wife. wife. Yes. Dang. Jackie Robinson uh, would have turned 102. Checked out in 1972. Solid. He's a he's a huge hero for uh, for baseball. I think. No, in my opinion, at least. Nolan Ryan, 73. Justin Timberlake turns 39. Vernon Davis, 36. And Doug Peterson, 52. Uh, NFL coach with the Eagles. Yep. February 1st, Harry Styles. Oh, that is 26. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he turns 26, though. <laughs> Ronda Rousey turns 33. Rick James turns se- would have turned 73 on February 1st. Died in 2004. I'm Rick James, bitch. I'm Rick James. <laughs> bitch. I'm Rick James, bitch. Pauly Fuck your Shore- couch. <laughs> <laughs> Pauly Shore, 52. Big boy from Outcast. 
45. Phil Ivey, poker champ, baby. Ooh. He is the master. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Damn. The Tiger Woods of poker, 43. Oh, you know, that's our only birthdays for this week. If you have any birthdays or shout-outs you want us to give, message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Start your message with birthday or shout-out, and we'll give you a birthday shout-out on our next episode. I got a shout-out. All right. Oh, for, uh, shout out. I want to shout-out Kemba Walker. For finally getting his first win against a LeBron-led team, <laughs> becoming one and twenty-eight. That a boy oh, getting off the schneid. <laughs> Gotta break the streak sometime. <laughs> boy. Off the schneid. Shout out to Kemba. That's good. Anyone else? Anything to add with for the listeners? Oh man, a Ma- shout out. Oh man, oh, is it a shout or out? shout out. I mean, whatever you got to end it with. Oh, man, shout out. Oh man, if I had to think of something, I have to shout out. Uh... 49ers for beating the Packers, really. I mean, that's the thing that would... <laughs> My Thank you hero. so much. Uh, shout out Baby Yoda for uh, keeping the force strong, Don. Keep fighting the power. And uh, and that's it. Uh, oh, wait. I've spoken. So I do have a recommendation. If you haven't seen the show You on Netflix, you have to check it out. It is super cool. Right. Season one is amazing. Season two is pretty good, but again, it's amazing. Um, I don't want to give anything away about it, but okay. it's creepy, kind of. It's like, damn, there's people like that in the world. <laughs> I believe it, dog. I mean, that's kind of how it is always, so. Hell yeah. Believe it. Hey, I got something for you. What do you got, bud? Making a speech on economics is like peeing down your leg. It seems hot to you, but it never does to anyone else. <laughs> Word. <laughs> right. Word. Duh. Word. It's true. Lots of words there. Shout out to the Minnesota Rocker hosting their first Call of Duty esports tournament this weekend. Gary V is going to be in town. Ooh, this was up. See, I've been playing that Call of Duty mobile app. Yep, and I'm balling. That's where it's at. I Man, I camp for days, but I'm balling. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I pluck myself down, hit a little grenade behind me with a little launch up grenade, kill whoever wants to come up and get me. I'm camping, baby. Heard that? <laughs> Best believe it. Well, Minnesota's first esports league. That'd be that'd be cool to see. They have live. they have a solid, solid logo. It's, it's pretty. Cool? It's badass. It's, it's super cool. cool. It's badass. I'll, it's I'll really show cool. you. It's badass. I, I love that Gary V is a co-owner too. Yeah, love him. That's uh, awesome. Shout out to Gary V. Hit us up. Shout out to Gary V. Well, come on the show when they're in, in town, and we'll talk about hit numbers. Us, hit us up, Gary V. Let's do it. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're not Gary V. Or or you are Gary V. Make sure to like and share Portside Boys on Facebook and Twitter. We really appreciate everyone who came back for episode two or is listening for the first time on episode two. We'll be right back here next week with an all-new draft segment, more of the Unthinkable Report, and we might even have our very first guest, Gary V. <laughs> make, sure, <laughs> make sure you tune in. I'm Big Zig. Thanks for listening. This podcast is sponsored by Minimart. Check out their Minnesota-themed gifts and Minnesota apparel. Go ahead and enter in Portside Boys at checkout and get 20% off. That's Minimart.com, M-I-N-N-Y-M-A-R-T.com. Minimart, Minnesota everything.